Hello, and welcome back to Why Not Here. This is a Toronto-based podcast getting to know different artists in the GTA. Uh, My name is Quincy. Angela will be hosting along with me today, uh, but she could not record the intro with me, unfortunately. So um, it's just me. It is 1.30 in the morning again, because why am I like this? Uh, And I'm very excited for you to hear this episode. Um... I'm going to jump into it really soon. Uh, I do just want to mention we have an email address. It's whynotherepodcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in being a guest, if you want to suggest a guest, if you have any questions for myself or any future guests on the podcast, absolutely send those in. We would love to hear from you. Um, We're on a ton of streaming platforms. Most of them can be found through Anchor FM. And we're also on Stitcher, the free version. We're not on Apple yet because um, I'm on Windows, like my computer is Windows and uh, Apple doesn't want to let me log in and like their support's been great, um, but I keep rescheduling my service call because um, they keep calling at the worst times. So uh, we're working on it. We're going to get on Apple Podcasts real soon. Um, Wherever you are listening to us, please subscribe if you're able to, uh, then like it, leave a review, whatever. Um, Yeah, that's it, basically. (laughs) I do want to mention right from the start, um, our guest today, Carlos, he is an incredibly talented individual. Um, he, he works in all aspects of the film industry. Primarily he's an actor. Uh, he's also a wonderful writer. He, um, he wrote, produced and starred in, uh, his own like pilot episode of a web series. I'm going to link that in the bio. It's called, um, the league of unemployable foreign actors. And it's, um, I think it's it's a very important look at uh, or a glimpse at least into the world of, you know, a foreign actor, an actor who, who is not from this country and the difficulties of um, trying to find work here and trying to be able to stay here. Uh, so Carlos, I knew as soon as, you know, we came up with this idea for this podcast, I knew we needed to talk to him because... Um, Unfortunately, he's able to give us a glimpse at the answer of why not here, uh, because he did have to leave. Um, he was not able to get his permanent resident status, uh, and now he is in Madrid with his wife. And um, at the time of recording this interview, he also uh, had COVID. And he was in quarantine uh, while he was talking to us over the video call um so we get into all of that and it's now you're you're listening you're like oh this is gonna be heavy no it's not um he's a fascinating individual he is very intelligent and we talk about everything you know we get the we get the carlos movie reviews um we talk a little bit about capoeira um i definitely said that in a way that would make him upset i'm sorry i (laughs) I can't do uh, I can't do the proper pronunciation. I did my best, um, but yeah, this is another Humber graduate, uh, Humber alumni of the AFTV program, uh, representing. <laughs> he was 
I think one year or two years ahead of me. Oh God, I should know this. Um, but yeah, he, he's another Humber alumni. He won the, um, academic award for excellence as well as one other that I cannot think of the name of right now. And I I should probably have notes when I do this, but like, I like to wing it, you know, um, (laughs) I'm going to link, you know, all of his information, everything in the bio, um, And I'm excited to, you know, begin this episode. Before we do, um, I I wanted to briefly talk about the current situation um, in terms of COVID and the lockdown. And uh, I... I try to avoid um, getting political, but like this isn't political anymore. This is life and... um, I didn't address it in in the episode we did kind of I mentioned that you know we've basically been locked down since November and that's true um what I just want to say now is um I my heart goes out to everyone who has lost things due to this pandemic and that's literally everyone in the world at this point um you know people are losing their livelihoods they're losing their businesses. Um, they're losing friends and family members. They're losing their homes. Um, everyone has lost a lot to this lockdown. And that's going to upset some people. Um, <laughs> we're in month, what is this now? 14. 14 months of this lockdown. And... Um, at this point, I think I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I, I think the lockdown is deadlier than the disease. Um, and I personally know a lot of people who have lost their lives uh, due to suicide uh, and overdose um, and due to mental health struggles because of the current world situation. Um, so if you're one of those people who lost someone, um, whether to the virus itself or to uh, the mental health side of things going on, my heart is with you and um, and I'm really sorry. And if you are struggling right now, uh, if you have fallen off the wagon, um, if you're building bad habits, if you're feeling difficult thoughts please reach out to someone um because I feel like every week I'm I'm getting more of this news and um people care about you so uh yeah that's it and (laughs) sorry to get real serious there for a sec um I said my piece and uh fuck if you have no one to reach out to reach out to me like (laughs) but um yeah don't be alone right now and uh don't don't let this lockdown take more of us um without further ado i am very very excited for you guys to hear uh our interview with carlos martinez all right welcome back uh we are here with carlos martinez uh he is 
in all aspects of the film industry. He uh, writes, he produces, directs, acts. Uh, he kind of does a little bit of everything. Um, <laughs> and he is calling in from Madrid at this point, right? Yeah, that's where I'm living now. I've been here for a year. I just got here like about a year and a month ago. And uh, yeah, it's it's been great. <laughs> Uh, a week after we got here, my wife and I, uh, they immediately closed the city. They closed it down. Yeah. So we went into lockdown. So we only had like one week to just get to see the city and stuff. But it's a beautiful place. So nevertheless, even the yeah. neighborhood it's very nice. <laughs> yeah. From what you get, from how much you get to experience it, <laughs> even yeah, under lockdown. I, mean, I, I know the local grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And then a few parks that are not too far. So yeah, I know it's a it's a beautiful place. I, I actually had um, like a good week to just go around and travel, get to see some of the landmarks and uh, museums and cool places here. So yeah, awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you we also went, went into. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, when did you move? I'm wondering. Were you there when it snowed in Madrid for the first time in like yeah. seventy years or something? Yeah. So I was here. I think. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, I don't know if I don't know if uh, if. Um... Yeah, we can address it right away. It's up to well, yeah, I mean, just just... dive into it. Why not, right? Well, Why I, not? <laughs> if I cough every now and then, it's just because um, I just got diagnosed with COVID. So, mm -hmm. but I'm doing I'm doing good. To be quite honest, uh, I I thought it was going to be worse. Um, the funny thing though is that a year ago when we just got here, my wife. Uh, started feeling really bad and she thought that she uh, that she had COVID. There was no mm -hmm. way to test it right away. So we yeah. we don't know for sure that she got it, but she lost her sense of smell and there were mm -hmm. some other uh, symptoms that were common uh, for, uh, for COVID. So we thought that, that she got it and I think I got it too, but I was feeling bad for only like a few days, maybe two days or so. And it's been mm -hmm. the same way now. Like I have a minor cough, comes every now and then. So I apologize uh, ahead of time if I start coughing. <laughs> Just no, like yeah. now. <laughs> Please, that's okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Anyways, but going back to the snow. Yeah, um, that was about two months ago. And uh, it was crazy. Like, it was snowing a lot. Uh, wow. I think it, it actually snowed as much as, as like, when it snows really bad in, in Toronto. Because, yeah. like, cars were covered. I've seen videos. People were, were, like, stranded. losing it. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Snowballs <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> oh yeah, and 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 you know what though? Like here, uh, I mean, it, you can drive maybe like half an hour and go into a mountain range, and there's snow, right? And mm. when it gets cold here, the temperature probably drops to like maybe like minus five, minus minus ten C, mm. minus ten Celsius. But that's when it's really cold. It's not like Canada. It's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it Tron, gets Tron. gross yeah it gets really bad but i mean they know cold just not canadian kind of cold i guess canadian yeah. standards for cold wow. yeah i was here and uh it was fun it was it was great uh i i was missing canada so <laughs> <laughs> so funny you think you're escaping the snow and madrid's like ha just kidding yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's funny because um the, the the one thing about the weather here is that it's very extreme, not as extreme as in, as in Toronto, but the summers here, it can get to like 
43, 44 wow. degrees Celsius. Oh. So it's just really hot. And the summers, like, I can deal with the cold. The cold's fine with me, but the hot. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. The heat is You've just... become a Canadian already. That's yeah, it. That's, yeah. That's, that's what I was hoping. But... <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I know. It's, it's funny because I, I don't know if I told you, but I lived in Alaska for, for um, what? almost I a had year. No idea. Yeah, when I was younger. I was, when I was young and... <laughs> I was going to say beautiful, but, but when I was young, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I lived in, in a city called Fairbanks for oh, okay, I've heard of it. one year. And it's crazy there. Like it gets, it gets really cold, like 50 below. <laughs> wow. It's really crazy. Yeah. I couldn't do it's that. Just, it's just different though, because it's not as humid as Toronto. So it's, it's dry, but still mm-hmm. very cold. And so. were you dealing with the, um, like, I don't know if it's, my geography is terrible. I don't know if it's all parts of Alaska, but with the, you know, super extended days and then extended nights, or was it kind um, of more normal? Yeah. Depending on the place, uh, like the, the, the city I was staying in, um, Fairbanks is a, is pretty much at the dead center of a state, right? In Alaska. Mm. So it's, I mean, it's up there, but it's not as like up north as a city like for example barrow alaska they get i think they get like six months of uh, six months of daylight over there i'm not so sure but uh, where i was in fairbanks there's uh one month i think Mm -hmm. it's in the summer where i think there's three days there is completely like there's no there's no like darkness it's just all light (laughs) wow so yeah it's but but the one thing that, that that does happen is like in the winters the days are like five hours long. Wow. So it's crazy because the sun comes out at, at 11 and then yeah. it goes down at like three o'clock, four o'clock. So you only have like five yeah. hours of daylight. It's just dark all the time. Yeah. Like I thought it was going to depress me, but I was young again and I I wasn't depressed <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was okay. It was fun. Life yeah, was good. Was, you still had the natural good, yeah. dopamine. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think I had like extra amounts of... of uh, of energy back then so that <laughs> yeah you know it wouldn't affect me it didn't affect me as much <laughs> yeah i think too sometimes it like it feels that way here anyways with our schedule like yeah. we have more than five hours of sunshine but yeah. depending on the hours you work it's still like oh i haven't seen the sun in three days yeah <laughs> but, but i remember that there were days in in toronto where the sun wouldn't go down until like 10 o'clock at night like in the summer oh yeah in the summer yeah i love yeah. it no it's just it's winter nice. winter is gets like yeah. I remember being at Humber because the studios, there's no windows, right? Mm-hmm. So I would like only see sunshine sometimes like on lunch break, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like doing work study. I'd get there really early in the morning. It's still dark. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I'm, I leave, it's dark. So I'd like, I'd have like my hour lunch period was like when I got sunshine through the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it also gets very hot in Toronto. Like, that's the one thing that, that I tell people, too. They say, like, oh, I'm sure, like, Toronto is very cold. And I'm like, yeah, it's cold, but it's also Toronto. freaking hot. Like, in the Chelsea summer. It's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really hot. And it's humid, too, right? Because, uh, like, oh, the humidity Lake is Ontario killer. Looks like an ocean. It's huge, right? Yeah. So true. Sorry, I'm laughing because you can always tell who's not from here because they pronounce the T. Toronto, yeah. Danny well, did it, too. I was like... <laughs> You know, it's funny because I used to say Toronto, but like now I'm saying Toronto. Yeah. I love it. I've seen those so, t-shirts that say like Toronto or something like that. Yeah. It's like spelled like really weird. Yeah. Oh, like without the T? Yeah. Oh, 
Um, I am curious. So, mm -hmm. uh, from the start, like as soon as I came up with this concept, I was like, I knew I wanted to talk to you, um, oh, because the whole podcast is why here or why not here basically. So, mm. um, why can it be so difficult for an artist to make it here? And like, does it have to be that way? And what are the benefits to staying here? Oh, and yeah. you're someone who experienced that firsthand. You ended up you know, having to leave. Uh, yeah. So I would love to talk to you about that experience and, and what went into the decision. And Yeah, totally. Uh, before I start, just want to say uh, <laughs> off the record, <laughs> like right off the bat, um, I, I like, I love Toronto. I really like mm -hmm. Canada. It was great spending time over there and everything. So if I happen to say something that sounds a little controversial, <laughs> don't I don't have anything against you Canadians. Okay. I don't have anything against, <laughs> no, against Toronto. I'm just a uh, cancel free zone. I'll come for anyone who tries to cancel Carlos. Thanks. Yeah, I know. So, um, I mean, um, just to give you kind of like a brief, uh, I don't even know how to say this, but just to give you kind of like an overview of, uh, my life in Canada. Uh, mm. and why I chose Canada. So um, at first, my wife and I uh, wanted to go somewhere else because we were both from Mexico and uh, yeah. we're both from Mexico City. But uh, I lived in the States for so, for, uh, so many years because um, my I didn't know that. grandfather, yeah, yeah, my grandfather was from San Diego, California. Uh, so I used I'm to visit so every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, California is an amazing uh... place. And San Diego is, uh, I love that city. But anyway, so I lived in there for so many years. I, I think it was like eight, eight or nine years that I lived in San Diego. And then my wife, she lived in Argentina in Buenos Aires. And uh, life, in a sense, um, brought us back to Mexico City. And um, I've, I've known her since I was 18 years old. So, so you weren't together at the time when you were in We the were States not together at the time, Argentina. yeah. No, okay. Yeah. But uh, when she moved back to Mexico City and when I moved back to Mexico City, which was within the same year, I guess, after living uh -huh. uh, away for so many years, we uh, just started hanging out and stuff. And uh, and then later on, we decided, you know what, um, after, um, I, I like Mexico. <laughs> it's my place. You know, it's my city. But I feel mm -hmm. like I... I I don't belong here anymore, right? Because I lived so many years outside of Mexico and she felt the same way uh, that we decided to go somewhere else. So we were looking for different options. And mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to go back to the States. She wanted to go, I think she wanted to go to Australia or something, but that was like way too far, like literally the, like the other side yeah, of the world. Yeah, that is far. That we yeah. settled, yeah, that we settled for kind of like the in-between. So yeah, we well, maybe... <laughs> actually true though we're very yeah. much like us australia we're like yeah. personality wise i feel like we're in the middle <laughs> so we were thinking about somewhere that was not i mean somewhere That's that was so kind funny. of far but not too far i mean you can still take a, a like a, a plane you can catch a plane and and, and be there in like seven hours right so yeah, it's not yeah. as bad six seven hours so mm -hmm. we what we decided to go to to Canada and uh, and we chose Toronto because being from a big city like Mexico City, we wanted something similar, right? Yeah. Um, so um, we uh, enrolled on a um, on a, at, a, at Humber. Uh, she is an art conservator, but she wanted to study uh, interior decorating. I majored in theater, acting for theater back home. And, mm -hmm. But I wanted to continue on that path, so I went for uh, acting for film and television, 
And yeah. um, within our two years, we graduated, uh, finished school. And uh, for the, the, the next three years after I graduated, I just started to, uh, to try to, I mean, I started to audition. I, I, um, I'm listening to Kelly, my train of thought, give me a second. So I, so I started going to auditions. I, I tried to do everything I could, in a sense, mm -hmm. to further my career. And, but it was kind of hard to manage because uh, for international students like myself, yeah um you have to uh you have to find a job that will allow you to stay in the country yeah and uh work visa yeah because you have to deal with uh with uh paperwork and and, and like a work visa and all these other legal requirements and yeah. uh it turns out that actors and uh foreign actors in, like mm -hmm. myself have it very very hard because um yeah. If we want to to um, to stay in the country, we have to get a job that is uh, equivalent to full time work. So that's like forty hours a week or forty eight hours a week. That's and crazy. as an actor, that's impossible. Like I don't know yeah. any actor that works as an actor forty eight hours a week. For so it has to be year. in the field that you're studying. Uh, not precisely. I mean, if. If you want to do it through your uh, career, yes, mm -hmm. but it's almost impossible for actors. Like my dad is a soap opera actor mm -hmm. back home, and he's he does fairly well. Like he's worked most of his life, and he's got like uh, main roles in like soap operas in Mexico, which are awful. Wow. Anyway. But <laughs> but, but, but he does pretty well. <laughs> but even then, he never works like forty eight hours a week. Sure, no, he that's insane. He you have to be no like one. a series yeah. lead. Uh, on then, something that's right? not an ensemble exactly right? you'd have to be a series lead on something with like two main characters then you're working exactly so it's oh it's God. really hard and uh in and to get a work visa in not acting is next yeah. to impossible well you have to get Unless a job you... like yeah sorry you were saying yeah no if you're in like a professional industry like if you're like in computer programming or like something yeah like that because you have to basically i've looked into this because i've like yeah. in terms of thinking of going to america um yeah. but you yeah the company needs to prove that you do this job better than another canadian yeah than a canadian. which is hard and and that's why it was hard for me too because i i needed like i'm 38 now right when i graduated from actually Humber, yeah i just turned 38 so when <laughs> So what? thank you very much. <laughs> What's your skincare regimen? <laughs> uh, there's a, a Photoshop filter or something. There's a beauty filter on the phone. <laughs> Built into the camera? Built into the camera. Mm -hmm. No, so what I was going to say, though, is like uh, when I graduated, I think I was 34 or 35, so I couldn't waste a lot of time, right? I wanted to get straight into like auditioning. So mm -hmm. Like most people would, uh, would tell me, hey, why don't you just stop acting for a few years and just focus on getting a job as a manager at Best Buy or at a store. And then you yeah. can apply for permanent residence because you need a job that is full time. And not only that, the job has to qualify within a list of, yeah. uh, of jobs that the Canadian government in a sense requires. Yeah, could you even do it through that? Like managing at a store? I don't feel like that would be on the list. Uh, I, I, there's different classifications. So, so there's like a type A job, there's a type B, type C, and mm -hmm. some of them qualify, some of them don't. So for example, uh, I was I was also a server 
at a at a ballroom but mm-hmm. like almost every actor is also a server on the side right yeah <laughs> but, but like that job would not to stereotype for a reason <laughs> exactly but for example <laughs> that kind of job would not qualify towards my um yeah. permanent residence application so we try to get permanent residence through my uh my wife's uh job because she's a interior decorator mm. decorator so she was yeah. working at a company as a designer and uh but in the end it just didn't work out uh either so uh what happened is that throughout throughout those three years that i was in in canada after i graduated i went to different auditions i uh i booked a couple um a couple uh, commercials and mm-hmm. uh, a couple uh, like small roles, if you can call them that, <laughs> at a, um, different like TV shows. And, hey, booking uh, is booking. <laughs> yeah, booking is booking, especially in my situation, because uh, what mm-hmm. what would happen to me very often is that um, they would ask me for my <laughs> for my union status, and as a foreigner, you cannot be part of the union. So that's another thing yeah. that that uh, foreign actors have to deal with. Uh, you have to be a Canadian resident, like a permanent mm-hmm. resident or a Canadian citizen to be able to join ACTRA or to be able to join a union, right? So foreigners can't do that, that unless they first get permanent residence, but you can't get permanent residence unless you work uh, professionally within the Yeah, industry. which you're never going to get if you're it's not a union. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So fuck. it was really, really stressing, uh, like stressful. And yeah. I can tell you at least like three or four uh, projects that I got like um, turned down because I was not a union member and like my agent would send me a text saying like man we need to get you like your uh, PR status right away yeah. because they want you to audition but but I mean they won't take you and they will drop me from like different projects wow. just because of that so it was really really hard and it was very uh, like disappointing in a sense so that anyway really so bothers yeah. me in that oh, yeah. like they're they're super they want diversity right but they want canadian diversity they're like yeah right this is real diversity people from other countries yeah but they're they're not willing to to make a change to you know the way things work to allow you into the union and i don't know if that's at the government level or the actor level i but i I think the the funny thing and and i don't know how how many people are going to listen to this so i don't know if i should keep (laughs) talking about this but uh i had one of our teachers at humber write write an email to uh, the i think he was the uh, the person who was the president of actra back then yeah. his last name yeah and um and she wrote him a, like an email and she was very kind saying like hey you know carlos is a, is a student who just graduated he, he's a, a really good student he's a hard worker and uh, is there any way to help him and he never replied and um wow yeah he never he never wow. responded to her email and that was coming from like this really respected uh, teacher who's also and uh, working it's the one i'm thinking of that works with actra all the time right uh no 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 there's another one so she, this okay. is this is the uh uh she was the coordinator the program coordinator at some point oh okay i think Got you, you. Know. Uh, yeah yeah but but yeah she was very nice and she was trying to help me and he never replied but nevertheless, like uh, what I was gonna say though is that even when it's very very hard to to work uh, on union based projects, there is enough chance that they may take you. And it happened to me twice. 
So once when I worked for, I, I, I had this very small part on a show called Mary Kills People on the, oh, second, yeah, yeah. the second season. Uh, and then I heard good uh, things about that. I saw like oh, a clip of it in school. Yeah, yeah. It looks so good. <laughs> Thank you, though. And then, uh, and then there was gonna, there was also um, this other audition I did for um, for a kids show that was gonna be a show for PBS, uh, Public Broadcasting System, or mm -hmm. something in, in the states. And it was a voiceover gig, but it was a cartoon that was supposed to be something like Dora the Explorer. And they oh. wanted a, a Mexican-American dad. And, and man, I went through like three different auditions, like three different filters yeah. to get that. And I, when I finally got the, the role, we shot the pilot episode. Uh, it was really fun. It was great. I had a great time. They had me singing and stuff. That's but awesome. then in the end, it never got picked up. And it, it really sucks because uh, I think it was going to be something like 24 episodes for the first season. And wow. that would have enabled me to stay in the country because that for was sure. a legit like offer, like, job offer yeah but he just it was never picked up so um so yeah it didn't go anywhere but what i was gonna say though uh with all of this is that if they really want you they'll fight for you mm -hmm. but it's gonna be a lot more expensive for the producers to justify that they need a foreigner and not a canadian and that happened to me and i saw it like when mm -hmm. they sent me all the paperwork it shows like all the different uh actors that applied you know the, sorry that uh that audition for the same role and didn't get it and yeah. they had to say like yes you know this is the only guy who can do it and he happens to be a foreigner so so yeah it's complicated uh for foreign it's actors, even it's like really that hard. for like non like just to get um like a union gig when you're non-union they have to prove why you're better yeah. than all the union people who applied yeah. and then if you don't have status in the country that's like a whole additional yeah. layer where you're like oh you have to be better <clears throat> than the other non-unions who are canadian as well yeah and then also, I forgot to say, but for example, for for those jobs that I I was able to work with the union, uh, you actually don't get to keep any of the credits. So you like, wait, you didn't get a union chip? No, no, I I don't. You you can't keep them because you're a foreigner. So they oh, the, in this sense, makes me so those, mad. Yeah, those yeah, it was really bad. Oh, oh my god. And, uh, yeah. I'm so mad right now. And you know How are crazy? you ever supposed to get the 40, 48 hours a week to, There's to get no your way. status? That's why I'm saying it, it's like a, a catch-22 situation. Yeah, they make it really hard. And what's sad what about the... it, too, is that, like you're saying, right? Like, sorry, like you just said uh, a few minutes ago that they want uh, diversity and they want inclusion. Yeah. And, you know, like ev like this last month, I, I've been going to, like, the different, uh, uh, like, uh, Instagram uh, profiles for for Actra and for there's a there's a I think there's a there's there's an institution called Real World they have a festival oh, yeah, Real World festival them. and then there's another yeah. one that, that is I think it's BIPOC artists or something like that oh, I think it's yeah. Black Indigenous uh, people of color mm -hmm. and uh, and they've been saying a lot of stuff about like how, how diversity is important. And I write stuff like, hey, uh, uh, do you guys think that maybe you should help foreign actors as well? People who have actually studied in Canada and, you know, it's spend a lot of money. It's to post on Instagram than to actually take action. But they never answer. Like, I, I write, it, <laughs> I write a message and they never answer back, right? They never reply. Yeah. And the thing, too, is that, you know, like students, for, for instance, like myself, we pay three times as much for tuition. So yeah. I, I paid 
$31,000 for a Humber diploma, a two-year Humber diploma. For two years, so fucked. For two years, $31,000, just on tuition alone. That's like twice what I paid, I think. That's fucked. Yeah, it's crazy. So anyways, um, so they talk about diversity and they talk about inclusion and it's all, I mean, that's all good and I'm I'm happy to see that. Um, Mm -hmm. But like they want inclusion as long as it doesn't have an accent <laughs> that's pretty much what i say right it's kind of like a little joke and i mean i i have an accent but it's not like it's super heavy either right so so i can tell you so many different stories where um where i had to audition for the role of a mexican man and they want a mexican man with no accent so i'm like so then why are you asking for a mexican oh man? my like, god yeah and um yeah so it's interesting i don't know i mean it's funny um i think i think inclusion is good i think it's important um, i'm glad that that uh there's uh some sort of um commitment nowadays to to try to give voice to to uh people who are not represented properly within the industry but i mm-hmm. think there's a lot more to do right yeah. i think that they can always do more and especially for people who wanted to move to Canada, who study, who went to school, who pay their taxes, who did everything by the yeah. book and want yeah. to stay in the country. And then I, I, I also had like a major breakdown. I think it was like a month ago because I, I just um, I just heard that um, 26,000 people apply for permanent resident um, for permanent residence. Sorry, my cat's here again. No uh, last month last month and uh and those last 20, month yeah and those twenty six thousand got an invitation because the scores were so low they only needed 75 points on a, a on a cra score and uh back when i applied Wait, i had what? 420 but the scores were, were higher so i was only short of uh, 10 oh points or God. something and now they invited people who had as little as like 75 points. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like I had 300 points more than that. Maybe, maybe like 350 yeah. back when I was a student, but I just never got a, got, got a shot at it. So I think it changes and, and I understand, yeah. you know, like <laughs> things like that happen, but, but yeah, it was really hard. Uh, mm-hmm. Why there in Toronto? Because there's a lot of uh, stuff being shot over there and, yeah. and there's great talent and there's uh, very, uh, talented people working in Canada for sure. I, I, I mm-hmm. guess that's why they call it Hollywood North really in Toronto. Right. Yeah. And they say the same thing about, uh, about, about, um, uh, Vancouver. Why not there? Yeah. Because it's very hard, at least for me. Yeah. For foreigners. But, yeah. but that being said though, I had a great time. I had a, 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 a great education while I was there. <laughs> so I can't complain. I, I learned and I worked and I and I met great great people too. And I was able to produce my own stuff too, so that was great. I see your kitty. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm distracted by the cat. <laughs> I had no idea that, that everything was so rigid in med- in acting. Yeah. Like like a union that you have to be a part of. Like I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You have that to if you want to work with a union, part. yes. Like if, if you want to have a shot at working in the uh in, in union-based projects which are usually the best ones really yeah, you have to yeah you have to be a, uh, a member of the union but it's tricky because then if you go union too soon you cut yourself off from all the non-union opportunities oh, yeah. and without enough experience you'll never even if you are union status 
you won't be booking union roles because they want people with more experience and more like who can prove like, oh, I've worked on this professional set and produced this result. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's a tricky decision in the first place, deciding whether or not to go union. And then, um, I mean, you're not the only international student that I watched struggle with these dilemmas after school. And a lot of them have left the country by now. Yeah. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a lot more because, because I remember when I went to school, uh, I had a friend of mine who was also an international student and uh, she actually got her, uh, her permanent residence working as a nanny for two years. Cause there was a, a program wow. that if you work as a, as a nanny uh, yeah. for two years, then you get permanent residence, but she had to stop acting for yeah. two years. Yeah. Now she's also like 25, 25 years old now yeah. so she was 23 back then oh. so for her it was yeah. fine <laughs> for yeah. me i was like i'm growing older every day so <laughs> yeah but yeah so what uh what made you guys move to madrid of all of all places of all places <laughs> well my wife uh she is uh mexican and spanish so uh, spaniard uh, uh, her okay. mother's from uh, her grandmother her grandfather was from spain so she's got a uh, um, Spanish citizenship uh, from her grandfather and gotcha. passed all the way down, uh, you know, from her mother to her. Mm-hmm. So she, she's a European citizen. And, uh, you know, she went to, she was talking to me. She was telling me, why don't we just go to Spain? We try to stay in Canada. We try to do everything by the book. Uh, mm-hmm. And it just didn't work. So let's just go to Spain. And I said, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for her for her it was something that she always wanted to do and also it provided her with an opportunity to work as an art conservator because in um in canada um her studies as an art conservator uh, were not accepted because mm-hmm. they were from from argentina and i think she needed to take a master's in uh, conservation they make it so in canada hard. to be able yeah to be able to work as an art conservator Hi. oh my but, god you know that was going to be fifty thousand dollars for her to yeah. be able to work that's why they want to make her do it yes and, and, <laughs> and the crazy thing though is that she studied five years in argentina as a conservator mm-hmm. right to, uh, wow to, to get her degree so she was gonna she already has more knowledge than she's going to be getting yeah. So that she that's that's why she was also very unhappy in Canada because she wasn't able to work as a conservator. So yeah. in the end, uh, we decided to go to to Spain because it was mm-hmm. also her turn. Like she already sacrificed yeah. five years for me, kind of like on my my Aww. show, right? Yeah, Just so yeah. that I could try and make it. And uh, and yeah. now I guess it's it's her her time. So and you know Spain's a beautiful place, and there's a lot of stuff being shot here too. So oh, for sure. right now. Right now, it's very slow, though. Like, um, they're shooting oh, yeah. very little because of uh, COVID. But, but, yeah, I mean, we decided to move to Spain because we also had, a, a, a like, a, an avenue to get permanent residence, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And since she's a citizen, then it just yeah. makes things easier. I'm a, I'm a permanent resident now. I, I became a permanent resident in, like, six months. Oh, my God. As With COVID and everything. the struggles you had so, here. Yeah. 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 So, wow. anyways, and you but, have booked some things, right? I I think I've seen I, I was, a couple gigs last year. Yeah, last year. So the funny thing though is that um, after I left Canada, uh, I well, my wife and I we stayed in Mexico for seven, well, more than that. I think it was nine months. Mm. And uh, in those nine months that I was in Mexico, I actually shot like three different roles on like 
TV series and soap operas back then, back there. Wow. Yeah, like I did. <laughs> like I, I was thinking maybe I should, you know, maybe we should stay in Mexico because I'm actually doing yeah, yeah. well yeah. over here. And I shot a commercial too, so I worked a lot in like. How were you finding like those? Uh, well, I, I went to a few auditions and uh, and I don't know, like everything just worked out. And uh, it was Humber training for you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no, it just worked. I think everything just clicked in a sense. Mm-hmm. And and the funny thing though is that I only auditioned out of those nine months. I only auditioned for like three or four months. So I got everything like right after, like one job after each other. So uh, after yeah. the other, so it was fine. And, uh, and then when I got here to, uh, to Spain, uh, I was able to work on another project, but it was only like a, it was a student short film because there's really not a lot going on here right now. So, yeah, um, I'm still waiting. <laughs> but, it, and, and the, the funny thing too, though, is that like, since we've been on a quarantine, not a quarant- not a strict quarantine, mm-hmm. I think you guys have like a, like harsher uh, or more harsh <laughs> Uh, lockdown yeah. procedures or that, that we have here in Spain now but uh but nevertheless like I, I feel like I haven't met a lot of people I only have a few friends and and I still feel like I just got here a month ago and it's been a year like it's been 13 yeah. months yeah so so it's kind of hard to to move to a new country and feel like you only know the grocery store For sure. <laughs> yeah and the, and the park next next to to our house so that's why I think it's been kind of slow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, time feels fucky in general right now. Oh, like... so <laughs> Well, I, I read that you guys are going to be going, uh, sorry, I, I heard that you guys are going to be on, uh, I don't know if you can call it a lockdown, but you guys yeah. are We haven't gonna... come out of lockdown. We've been in six, lockdown but, but since for another November. Six weeks. It's getting stricter, though, apparently. They're going to be like, yeah. you know, pulling people They're actually, over. Yeah. And, oh, you know. man. That's crazy car checks everything i haven't seen yeah. my parents i haven't i haven't done a holiday since uh hmm. christmas 2019 i haven't done a family holiday wow that's so depressing <laughs> oh yeah yeah your family they all live in in toronto no they're uh in eastern ontario Oh, okay. Uh, and it's a bit more strict out there where uh, they're actually, I mean, they're doing it here now too, but they've been stopping cars. And uh, like my parents both have letters from their employers saying, you know, this is where they work and they're driving mm-hmm. to or from work um, so that they don't get ticketed when they're like stopped. Okay. But And what about your family, Angela? Um, oh, they're close. I'm very lucky. Um, they're okay. about half an hour north of where I live right now. But uh, it still sucks to know that, like, I could be going yeah. there and, like, get pulled over. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Like, it's yeah. just, oh, well. you know. Anyways, I wanted to ask, um, yeah. what, uh, like, what, what inspired you to start acting? And, like, what, like, you love the most about it? Uh, well, um, I got into acting for a few a few different reasons. Uh, well, the first one is that I, um, not the most important reason why I became an actor, but something that I think was kind of like bound to happen is because my father uh, is an actor and uh, yes. my my grandmother, that's my father's mother, she was a singer back in the 50s. Oh, wow. Yeah, in Mexico City. Runs and in she the also, she, she did a little bit of acting, 
but it was mostly she was mostly a singer and then my grandfather that's my 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 father's father mm-hmm. everything's on my father's side like the whole artistic things on my father's side wow. but my grandfather was a was a film producer and he was also an actor what? back then so it, yeah it, in a sense it kind of like runs down in the family and uh that's so cool yeah, I have a twin brother who's exactly, I mean, we're like identical twins. Yeah. He's also an actor. And then I have another <laughs> younger brother who's 30 years old now. And he's also an actor. And then the little one, oh, my, wow. my youngest brother, who's <laughs> 15 right now, he wants to be an actor. So it's, it's this disease that just runs Aww. in the family. Wow. And, yeah. <laughs> and then, so cool. uh, yeah, and then the reason why, thanks. And then the reason why I wanted to be an actor is because I, I guess that since I was very little, um, well, both me and my twin, we just love watching movies, and yeah. we were the, the the kind of kids that um, were very very like naughty and and <laughs> and caused like mayhem at home and stuff. So we were always like scolded, and like my father would tell us, "Go to your room," and then we'll spend the whole day just watching movies. And uh, oh. I, like, if you want a more tragic uh, explanation of why I became an actor, <laughs> I can give you one. That's more like, like, like delving into like childhood trauma and stuff. But pretty much, like, I grew up. <laughs> I'm opening. A, I'm an open book now. Whatever the truth is. <laughs> well, nice. yeah, but but you know, like, um, yeah, like I grew up without my mother. Uh, I didn't see my mother for 15 years. So uh, wow. from the Why time I was four years old till I was almost like 18. And uh, so like growing up and stuff, uh, I think my brother and I were kind of like this kind of like lonely, weird kids. Mm-hmm. And like cinema was in a sense kind of like an, uh, an escape to life's yeah. problems and different things. So yeah. uh, I found like this perfect uh, 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 avenue or this perfect thing to take my mind off like my daily troubles and stuff in film yeah. and and I, and I fell in love with it with acting and I saw it like it was something that, that that was part of my household because my dad like I said was a was an actor but it was also something that that became very personal in the sense that uh that film just became like the like watching films became the best thing that, that could happen to me like during my day so I remember watching movies like Five Old Goes West when I was little as a cartoon about a really cool mouse. Anyways, <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I remember watching movies like that or Indiana Jones when I was little, oh, or yeah. uh, like The Temple of Doom and uh, and uh, what else? Like I think when I was seven years old or eight years old, I saw I, I watched Braveheart and I was like, oh my god. I want to oh, be an actor so... and, and different Mel movies Gibson. like that. Wow. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, the first real movie that I think changed my life, or in a sense wanted me to become an actor, was uh, a movie called uh, Before Sunrise by Richard Linklater. Uh, mm. It's part of a trilogy: Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight with uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delphi, and some other couple that just meet in Prague. I think it's Prague. The first movie takes yeah. place in Prague, and they they're young and they they're in a beautiful city and they walk around and they talk and that's the whole movie they just walk around the city talking and they fall in love and anyways so when i saw that i was like oh my god like this is film so i so yeah it's something that i guess was was with me since my childhood and growing up was like my mm-hmm. like movies were my best friend so that's why i wanted to be an actor wow yeah yeah 
Can I gotta I write all those movies it? down and like watch. Yeah, them. no, totally. Yeah, I, I, I'm a film. I'm a film buff. If you want any recommendations, give us a list. Yeah, give yeah, us a totally. list. That's awesome. I've heard really good things about uh, Before Sunset, so or Before Sunrise. Um, yeah, no, beautiful movies, and they're all shot. It feels like a conversation, and like if you're I an actor. That. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's great. Um, and like people with some people might think they're boring, but they're not because the chemistry between the two actors of the leads. I think some great. movies are very much like meant for people in the industry. <laughs> like, no <laughs> yeah. one else appreciates them the way we do. Yeah, totally, but. totally. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to ask if you don't mind, yeah. um, why was it that your mom was gone for that like period of time? Well, uh, my, uh, it's fine. Uh, my, my dad and my mom, they, uh, they just didn't get along. And, and to be quite honest, uh, they never married. So I guess my brother and I were like, whoops, <laughs> this little thing just <laughs> happened. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, if anything, I think I'm thankful that they were not together because it probably would have been worse. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when it came time to choose who to stay with, uh, of course, we couldn't choose. We were too young. But my dad yeah. was in a better financial situation, and uh, I guess she was fine with that. Not that she was fine with it, but my dad, in a sense, uh, being the son of, of of a famous film producer in Mexico, he just had more of a I don't even know how to say this more of an influence when it came to like yeah. deciding who the kids were going to stay with. He had more like, pull with the judge and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that's why. And then, man, it was crazy. Like Mother's Day every year was like a huge thing. Oh. So yeah, it was, but so it gave me a tragic, to... it gave me a tragic childhood, which is a blessing <laughs> for an actor. It is a blessing for, yeah. It is a blessing for an artist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, no, you, know, you gotta so count true. your blessings, even when they <laughs> suck, right? Oh my god! Uh, who yeah. was that? There's a quote. Someone, God, someone famous. I want to say like a comedian was like, "Man, fuck you to like my parents for not, you know, putting oh, me through I more trauma." Shit, yeah, that was. <laughs> They're like, I could be so much further in my career right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you learn oh, to, to to deal with it, right? And uh, yeah. It's a blessing in disguise, I, I, I believe, right? Because a lot of the things yeah. that I write about and a lot of the things that I use for my acting, definitely, I mean, they don't come from that. They're influenced by that, right? And I yeah. think that that uh, artists have to have some sort of a, I don't want to say pain, but they, uh, like, some... No, like, you do. Uh, to be good at uh, yeah. it. <laughs> That's my, I believe the same. Yeah. I'm like, Retort if you haven't been through enough, you're not going to be good at it. Yeah, and sometimes like go suffer more and then come back. Yeah. yeah, totally. You know, I, I, that's that's something that's so true. Like I remember when I first studied uh, uh, acting for theater back home, I had a, a friend of mine who was kicked out of the program, and the reason mm-hmm. why she was kicked out of the program was not because she was not a good actress. It was just because the 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 teacher told her you need to go out and live for a few years and then mm-hmm. come back. Because you need yeah. to learn a few things about life before you can continue. And Fast, I think yeah. it's true. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's true. I think that was a, um, you know, difficulty with some years at Humber where like, you know, some years you are getting all the fresh out of high school people. And yeah. that's not to say that, you know, at that age, people haven't been through stuff. Like God knows, like a lot of them had, Yeah. but a lot of them hadn't either. And they're, um, 
I just think there's less for them to draw from in terms of life experience, not even, not even in terms of like the negative things like trauma, but just like, you know, you, this is your first time quote unquote living on your own and you're like in residence, Mm -hmm. like you haven't actually experienced the real world yet to like be able to live in the body of someone who has, you know? And I think it's also good to have more experience, not only because uh, like the more time that you spend on your own and, and the more you grow as a person, uh, the mm-hmm. more responsible you become too, but also you take things. Wait, when does that happen? More serious. Huh? <laughs> when do we get more responsible? Is that supposed well, to probably, happen? Well, probably, I don't know, hopefully. <laughs> oh my God. I feel old now. Maybe I should stop no, talking. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but I was going to say though, like I remember one time I was in a, I was at a class and I think it was a, it was a voice class and mm-hmm. like one of my classmates just she just kept farting every Stop. two seconds yeah no. <laughs> at a voice class and we're doing all like this breathing exercise and i no. tell him yeah and I, I remember i told him like dude just take this with, with like a bigger sense of a uh, seriousness or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or yeah. commitment and you know he was young he was too young so i can't like i can't blame him but i think that the best, the best time to to study, in my opinion, the best time to study something like acting is not when you're right out right out of college. No, it's something wow. that you probably have to do once you've lived, you know, a couple experiences, and, and once mm-hmm. you you're a little older. So yeah. when you guys are acting, do you typically like how much do you pull from your personal experience? Like when you're when you're acting. <laughs> That's you know it's funny because I I've been. Um, I have been watching um, some like um, videos on like Meissner technique lately and stuff and and other different uh, methods if you want to call them that way of acting and uh, more often than than not I've heard uh, teachers saying that you should not try to base your acting completely on your experiences because mm-hmm. that experience in a sense is going to wear out some time, right? Like mm-hmm. at some point it's not going to be as effective, right? I think that you, you use that when, when, when you feel like it can, it can bring something to the role or something to the performance. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I like to believe that it's better to, to work with imagination and to work with the idea that nothing that is human or nothing that is that that is a human emotion is a foreign concept to me because I can I can feel those experiences and I can relate to to a character mm-hmm. because I'm also human, right? So I, I guess that you can use those those memories and you can use those uh, yeah those memories, but but you should also be able to nurture those feelings. Uh, yeah. by getting into character by putting yourself in that situation and and by being um honest enough and 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 i don't even know how to say it um being able to relate to that character mm-hmm. right because uh because i do believe that emotions can wear out right and there's some personal oh, emotions that are very private that that you know it, it, for me it's controversial it's like people who say oh i can cry on cue that's great it's great that you can <laughs> cry on cue i mean it's a skill and and i've, I've used it not that i can on cue like mm-hmm. all the time but I, I i i i think i can do it when i need it but uh but for me it, it, it's sort of uh like all those techniques that that actors swear by like oh you don't have to blink 
So then you're going to start tearing up or you have to look to a light source so that then, you know, you start getting those tears out and stuff like that. I mean, they work, but, and sure enough, you're going to cry. And, and there's times that you're going to have to, yeah. And there's times that you're going to have to use them because I I remember I had to work, I worked on a, on a, on a, on a short film called the nobodies and Mm. the director that I worked with, he, uh, he asked me to cry like 1000 times and oh, I had oh to cry. God. Yeah, I had to cry a lot of times. And there was a moment where the emotion was not there anymore, right? True. Because mm-hmm. like people kept messing up. The light, like like I was off focus. The the light was I'd be so not in frustrated. the right spot. Oh my god! The boom <laughs> came. Yeah, the bit, the boom came into the shot, and I'm like uh, trying to like evoke all this emotion and try to get into character. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> That there was a point that I said, like, you know what? I'm not gonna blink and I'm gonna look straight at that light source because I, yeah. I honestly, like, I, I just couldn't, like, I can do it two, three times, but I cannot do it like yeah, ten times, no. right? Yeah. So you have to, or at least you have to take some time off, ask mm-hmm. for like five minutes, and then try to get back into character and try to to put yourself in uh, in your character's shoes and, and maybe try to get there again. But what I was saying with all of this is that for me. Uh, it has to feel honest, right? Yeah. Because there's a there's a there's a funny anecdote that they 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 told me when I was studying acting in Mexico that there's this very famous soap opera actress in Mexico. She's so good at crying, and uh, <laughs> and she was so good at crying that she would say like like if the director would tell her, "Hey, I need you to cry in the scene," she would be like, "Okay, which eye do you want me to cry from? Either my left or what? my right?" right? She was that good. But then and, and she would cry on cue on, uh, on so command. But then again, was that honest? Was, was she no. really thinking about her character? It's like if you're thinking about your dog that died, but the scene is about your wife who's who's at the hospital because she's got cancer, like stage four cancer or something like that. Mm. It's not the same. I mean, you might cheat the audience, right? Yeah. But you're also cheating yourself. And and wow. for me, that's not it's not honest. I'd rather try to put myself in the situation of the character. It may help me get there before I start the scene. I can think about some sad memory or something. But when I get there, I want it to be for the right reason, right? So that's why, for me, it's better to be honest to the character and to yourself, to the story. Wow. I guess it's the difference of using, like, um, you know, a parallel situation versus, like, this is my character situation and I'm using all of the experience that I have and like all my memories and emotions and who I am yeah. at my disposable at my disposal to like get to where the character is and like meet them halfway or meet them at where they're at. Yeah. And 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 again, like there's probably gonna be moments where you're gonna have to use any of those techniques to, to get to a, a point where you can cry or where you can get any given emotion that you need or the character needs at that moment. But mm-hmm. uh Again, like for me, I think that the best thing that you can do as an actor is try to be honest with the story and, and, and honest with your character. You can't, otherwise, it's, it's like that. It's like I said, you know, like that actress, yeah, she can cry and command, but but there's some fakeness to it. And, and for some reason, there's this misconception about how acting is lying. And for me, acting is not lying. For me, acting is no. the total opposite. Is being as oh, yeah. honest as you can in your portrayal of another human being. Wow. So 
that's that's my view on acting. Uh, I, I it can't depends stand on the actor say, oh, too. Actors are liars. Yeah, exactly. Because some some actors are liars, <laughs> right? Yeah, the people I mean, who some aren't are. authentically feeling it, but yeah. the types who are, you know, really like raw and open and vulnerable and like willing yeah. to, you know, bear themselves for this part, whether those are positive or negative emotions, but like really be themselves while being a character yeah and, and then be get, authentic like that's yeah not lying and i don't know uh, i don't know if it happens in canada but there's this other situation that uh, that's been going on in mexico for a long time where um they would ask for non-actors to portray uh like different roles in movies and stuff so so mm. for example if they if they wanted to shoot to, to shoot a movie about kids on the street they will go get kids that live on like the, the bicycle thief oh yeah, i see like the bicycle thief yeah and then of course nobody can do it better than them because they actually live that's on, what the they street, are. on the street yeah. but that's yeah. that's a very specific case scenario right like, mm -hmm. that's that's when they need someone for that specific role and mm -hmm. even then you know like i i think that it's a risk right because they might be very good at it or they might just not have what oh, yeah. it takes to, to, to perform. Uh, there's a movie, uh, this, is, this is a great uh, movie uh, if you want to, uh, like a good uh, film recommendation. There's a movie called Turtles Can Fly. I don't know if you've heard about it. Mm. But it's a, it's, an, it's a film from, a, I think it's from Iran or no, from Iraq. I, I, I don't remember right now. But anyways, the name of the director, uh, his name is Bamango Badi. And he shot, it's about, uh, uh, it's from Iraq. And he shot this movie uh, called Turtles Can Fly, and it's about a group of kids that live in Iraq, and it takes place. Um, I think it's during the two weeks uh, of the of the last war in Iraq, right? I think it only lasted like two weeks, too, or something like that. The the, the whole war, and and these kids, uh, they they work dismantling American mines. Oh so they God. literally go like around the country Ooh. in the fields, and they. They take, they dismantle American mines, and they sell them, and and the whole movie oh is beautiful God. because uh, because it doesn't like it doesn't show any gunshots. There's only one explosion in the movie, and it's like really far away. You can see like the explosion from far away. It's yeah. all about the lives of this uh, group of kids that live in Iraq while the Americans are invading, right? And the powerful thing about the movie though is that the kids that star in the movie are the actual kids that do that for a living right so you see kids with like with like without legs oh my you god see, yeah like it, it's kind of hard to watch but yeah like there's kids that that you know they use crutches because they're missing limbs and yeah. uh and it's powerful there's a kid without arms and he dismantled bombs with like a toothpick in his mouth oh my god it's crazy yeah and um and it's a great movie and you see the performances and they're amazing right because mm -hmm. nobody nobody in the world can do something better that than, than can do yeah. that job better than them maybe wow. daniel day lewis but <laughs> oh my god that's only, yeah but we need maybe. a child right yeah, what, yeah. Ch what child can relate to that experience exactly and and when you watch the movie you see their faces you see the pain that war has you know yeah ha ha has still on them right the mm -hmm. suffering and everything they go through and the movie has an amazing message because at first i mean i don't I, i'm not going to spoil it but just watch it mm -hmm. it's, it's a great movie it's called turtles can fly i think he won the best foreign film oscar i think it's in 2000 
2004 or something. Okay. I don't remember well, but but it's a great film. And and th that again goes to my point that there's very specific scenarios where maybe having a non-actor play a very specific role might be a good idea. But yeah, yeah. But I do believe that there's other uh, instances where I mean actors are definitely necessary. So yeah. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to it, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Watch it. It's a great film. Turtles wow. Can Fly. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to. My... Sorry. I need, I need your list. You got to, like, DM <laughs> us <laughs> list of movies because well, yeah. that's awesome. If you, if you want my favorite film, too, this, this is also another amazing example of how, like, you can use a, a kid with a, with a disability for a film. Uh, there's this other movie called uh, the, um, the Color of Paradise. And it's a movie from Iran, and it's from a great director. His name is Mahid Mahidi, and he also directed a film called uh, *Children of Heaven*, that won the the best uh, won the Oscar for best foreign film too. I don't remember the year, but well, anyways, this movie, *The Color of Paradise*, is about a kid whose name is Mohammed, and um, it's my favorite film of all time. And um, he's a blind kid, and the whole movie is about him finishing his school year and his father has to go pick him up to take him to his village but his father and this happens in the first five minutes so i'm not spoiling anything <laughs> his father uh, uh he he wants to remarry because his wife died uh i think it was when the child was born or something and uh, in his culture having a kid who's blind is not something that is really well seen or uh, it's kind of problematic so he does when he goes back for his son he actually wants to leave him at the school he doesn't want to bring it back home so it's already a tearjerker from the very first minute oh like you're already crying but yeah. but the, the kid the kid who plays the the, the, the lead uh muhammad he's blind and and yeah like it's it's a beautiful movie and he talks about like his relationship with his father and and Anyways, it's a great film. If you want to see it, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's called The Color of Paradise. And it's also, like I said, it's a kid who's blind. And, and um, yeah, did a great job acting, too. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing film. Wow. You answered that my question so well. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so like... he used, yeah, so he used his experiences. Like, no one can do it better than him, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's a beautiful film and it's all and and, and you know the, both of those films i told you about they deal with with something so profound which is like human spirituality because it's not only about like a connection to god especially on the color of paradise because it's about a muslim kid right mm -hmm. but but like he's he's blind and he's trying to find god in all things by touching everything that he comes in contact with so it's it's a deeply spiritual film. It's beautiful, and uh, yeah, it's a good film if you want to see it. Wow. Anyway, gonna, I have to get a box of Kleenex ready for my watch. Yeah, watching. so yeah. you have to have a, so <laughs> that to definitely be actually, gonna to cry. Be, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to have some sort of a torture soul to be an artist. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for doing this. This was so oh, great. No. I learned so yeah. much. <laughs> like I'm you're not welcome. an actor at all. And I, I feel like, like I learned so much from this conversation. It's awesome. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we, uh, I mean, it's, 
it's a moment in history. So right before we wrap, um, mm -hmm. let's talk about your quarantine real quick. <laughs> how, <laughs> how that's been. Honestly, like what, you know, shit, my, I could show this to my kids and be like, hey, uh, this is what life was like in 2021. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, well, I can tell you that I, I think it was Friday, last Friday, I, I, uh, <laughs> I came in contact with someone who had COVID, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So then Saturday morning, I was feeling a little weird. And then he sent me a message, a friend of mine that I, I trained with, and we wear masks oh. and stuff, but yeah. And, and, you know, I don't do jujitsu or anything that is like yeah. close contact. Uh, I do a thing called Capoeira as a Brazilian martial art. But yeah. even then, you know, just being in the same room, even if you're wearing a mask. Well, you're breathing heavy. So that's just Yeah, traveling. it proved to be a problem. And the sweat. And... and the sweat and all of that. And, you know, it's a big room and we have a lot of space between each other. Mm -hmm. right? We keep at least like five feet away, right, from each mm -hmm. other. So he, he sent me a message and he said, hey, man, uh, I, I just te tested positive. And I'm like, ah. Oh, and I was teaching the class. So mm -hmm. I guess uh, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I was actually the only other person who got who, who, who wow. got the yeah. virus. The other students, they didn't. So, um, so yeah, so he told me that. And then Sunday morning, I was like, I, I had a headache and um, I was feeling a little bad. So then Monday morning, I went, got, got tested, and sure enough, I have COVID, COVID now, and um, mm -hmm. it hasn't been too bad. Um, I only had like a minor headache, and I was, I had a minor cough. It's not as bad right now. I thought I was going to be coughing more throughout the whole thing, <laughs> but I only <laughs> cough a few times. And the, the one thing that I felt, though, was like chills on my body. I don't know, like, 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 yeah, yeah, like chills on on my body wow. and I felt like it was a little cold, but it hasn't been bad. Um, I think your I'm going to be over. Your wife did not like, catch sweet. it. Huh? Your wife did not catch it. She hasn't. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm this that's little fire. room. It's like my office where I have the computer and everything. So I'm, I'm not, it's not too bad. Cause I, I have like tons of movies to watch, video yeah. games to play. If I, if I have to <laughs> books to read. So, so it's not, <laughs> if I have to read, <laughs> <laughs> when I run out of movies, well, well, I have to read. I'm reading the Witcher series, and I love those those uh, those books. The what so, series? The Witcher. The Witcher. Oh, I've series. heard. I've heard good yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I love the video games, so I'm reading books now. I'm on the fifth book. That's such now. a funny sentence to hear. I loved the video games, so I'm reading the books. Well, I wanted, you know, right? I wanted to play the latest. Oh, well, I wanted to play The Witcher three, and it's an old game. I think it came out like five years ago. Mm -hmm. But but then I, I I read that the proper way to play the game is first read, first. read all the books. <laughs> I love it. So I'm trying to Get do gamers all that. reading. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm I'm trying to do that, and then once I finish all the books, then I'll jump into the the game because I also watched the, the first season of a show on Netflix, and mm -hmm. now that I know more about the story, I can't wait for the second season. So anyways, so, um, yeah. so I've been reading that, but yeah, I've been staying here for like, I think it's my fourth day now wow. that I've been in this room and I can't use the rest of the house. I can only obviously just use the washroom, but, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I can't go into the living room. I can't go into the, uh, the other room because I don't want to pass it on to my wife because oh yeah. she, she tested negative. So are you so going here's why... Johnny yet? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm staying in this room and it's fun. Like I'm learning, 
I'm learning how to play samba on the tambourine. So oh my God. <laughs> I'm doing different things. I'm editing stuff. So yeah, I'm just trying yeah. to keep myself busy. And I have the cats to come and visit me every now and then. So it's not as bad. Aww. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, so the quarantine is going good. Uh, I'm going to be done on the 22nd. That's, that's my last day. Because well, apparently, I, I didn't know this, but it might be useful for you to know. But when you get mm -hmm. COVID, the, the toughest days are the seventh day uh, all the way to the 10th day yeah. since you've been infected. That's when wow. the, the disease apparently gets worse. That's what the doctor Got told you. me. So, so you're like, it might get worse. Yeah, here. tomorrow's going to be my seventh day. So if I don't make it, you know what? I'm just kidding. Oh my oh God. My God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I probably shouldn't even, I shouldn't even joke with this because I know it's a serious yeah. disease and I actually lost a, lost an uncle to it. So I can't. Oh, like, condolences. Yeah, no, thank you. But but yeah, no, I'm just trying to stay positive because I'm all, like I'm I'm um, unlucky that you know it's been really uh, easy going in mild. a sense for me. It's yeah. been really mild and uh, and you know I've always been an active person and I try to keep myself healthy. I don't drink, so that's why uh, that helps a lot. It helps. That's why I also look like this when I'm twenty. It's thirty eight. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh God. Oh my God. My my fear is like, you know, all the punches to the face are gonna age me sooner. Yeah. Faster. Well, that's, that's something <laughs> I always wanted to ask you because I know that you do MMA and, and I used to do before I did Capoeira, I did kickboxing, right? So um, Oh yeah. Uh, I have like the, you can probably see this. This is yeah, you can't see it much. Minor. But, yeah, In minor person cut, you can see right? it. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like I have a chipped tooth here. Oh shit. So, uh, yeah, I got punched a couple of times, but, and then I, I said, well, you know what, <laughs> maybe I should stop. Cause if I want to be an actor, I may want to try to look somewhat decent. <laughs> so why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> Cause I'm obsessed with it. It's an addiction. It honestly is. Um, I don't do MMA anymore though. I mostly, mostly do boy tie now, which is kickboxing, but with knees and elbows as well. Yeah. Um, so I haven't like, like touch wood, I haven't broke my nose or anything yet. Um, I feel like it's pretty like, my nose is pretty squishy. And I like, I don't know, I'm going just keep your hands up. I don't know. Yeah, that is my fear. I like, but I know people who've broken their nose like five times, and it still looks fine. Like as long as you reset it fast enough, you're you're good. Angela, you can probably try. He's looking at now. me like I'm crazy. <laughs> He's looking at me like I'm fucked in the head. <laughs> well, I was saying, like, like all due respect, all due respect, okay? Mm. You're very cute, so just stay that way. <laughs> I still, I'd be cute with a crooked nose, too. No, I can I rock it. I can rock it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, just, no, I get that question cool. a lot, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I it does It does make me nervous, like. I've had one, like most of my competitions were grappling. So like, I'm not yeah. really going to fuck my face up grappling. Uh, but my one time like fighting Muay Thai, I had that thought. I was like, fuck, yeah. like, what if I, what if I break my nose? What if I, now I'm a villain for the rest of my acting career. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, cauliflower ears are also cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Colin. I've honestly, I did wrestling for two years yeah. in high school. I've done like five years of jujitsu. Yeah. I've never got a cauliflower ear. Touch wood again. I'm yeah, touch wood. Lucky. Yeah. Lucky. 
Well, do really you do any any you. like ex- extreme sports too? No, no, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not at all. I'm not really that athletic. I do like yoga and stuff, but nice. like I, mean, I did karate. I did karate when I was like a kid, but like I haven't done it in mm-hmm. a long time. I feel like I could. I like I still remember how to do a few things, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's been a little while. <laughs> you could probably kick my ass. Actually, Quincy, you could definitely <laughs> kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> God. And Carlos could kick both of our asses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to, I wouldn't know what to expect. I'd stand in front of you. I'd think you're going to come like, it's a bit like Muay Thai is very direct. And then all of a yeah. sudden, like, I don't even see your foot. It just hits me in the temple. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because, you know, like Capoeira is a martial art, but it's not a strict martial art. For me, I, uh, the reason why I love it is because it's a, it's a, like a, they call it they call it an art form nowadays so it, it encompasses different things like music dancing acrobatics gymnastics yeah a lot of people like consider it like like acro like the yeah. way, like dance and gymnastics yeah, are cause, mixed because the main objective is not to go and kill someone right it's more a, it's more of a cultural thing and for me mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it's also something that, i mean and if you're an actress this might probably interest you but it's, it's also so a way cool. of self-expression and and wow. then, yeah because you talk with your body, right? So it's all about like the kind of things that you say with your body and your posture and your attitude and everything. And, and mm-hmm. capoeira has no, non-verbal communication in a sense. And uh, and for me, it's more about that. It's more about uh, practicing an art form that encompasses so many different things. It is a martial art for sure, but it's not as good. It's never going to be as effective as like Muay Thai or MMA. I know that because I've done those too. But yeah. it's but it's just not that. It's it's, it's something else. It's, it's just not a martial art. It's a martial art, but it's also other things. And uh, and for actors, I believe it's also a great thing to learn because it, oh, it a looks lot with... cooler. Yeah, no, it's good too. Right? <laughs> it makes you marketable, right? Oh yeah, it totally. looks way cooler on camera than like boxing. Yeah. I remember when I was when I was taking my my uh, stage combat certification. Oh, God, he hated me. <laughs> Well, when when I was doing that um, with a teacher, I think it was probably a music yeah. teacher. Yeah, the worst breath in the world. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I, I haven't Anyways. been that close, but he's such a oh, nice. Oh god. He's such a nice person, though. Like he, he was, he was excellent. He was great with me, and uh, but I remember when I when I when he found out that I did that, and when one of his. Uh, 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 he wasn't a substitute teacher, but one of his, uh, he was not a helper. He, he one of his instructors who yeah, also yeah. taught us, saw me doing those things. He was like, oh man, didn't know you could do that. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get into stunts. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking about it. But then, um, you know, like life and different things just took me somewhere else. But, but yeah, no, it's good. You should give it a try. You don't get punched mm-hmm. in the face as much. There we go. I kind of, I kind of like getting punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it when it's been a while. <laughs> I'm love. like, I need to go get my ass kicked. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're strong, and, and, and you. Have, I don't know. <laughs> actors, we're all. None of us are normal. That's the one. That's yeah. uh a commonality between actors and fighters. We're all fucked in the head somehow. <laughs> yeah, we are. Some... Well, well, I, I want to know, though, like, what do you do, Angela? Uh, what, like, for a living? 
Yeah, look, yeah. Oh, gee, I'm like really boring. I uh, so I'm a manager. Like you're talking, you're talking about managing Best Buy. I manage a grocery store, <laughs> but I'm quitting. Okay. I'm gonna do something new soon, so that's oh, exciting. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, really boring. I'm like a closet musician. Like I, I make music, but like I don't share it with anybody. Deep in the closet. Yeah, really deep <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> Maybe you should have. Maybe you should write like the music to the podcast or something. So we maybe, right? Yeah, I just want to ask my friends to like. I have musician friends be like, "Yo, give me songs." But then it's like one more thing that I don't know how to edit. So true. So what, what instrument do you play? Or I play guitar, and guitar? Um, I like to sing wow. as well. But um, <laughs> but I'm really shy and like just like you know I make something and then the next day I'm like this is garbage and I hate it and then I. <laughs> Don't want to well, show. Well, if you ever sing, I want to hear That's that. So, <laughs> thank you. One day, get one day. in line. Yeah. Get in line. <laughs> great, yeah. I haven't heard her sing since we were kids. Yeah, it's been really? it's been a while since I've like yeah. sang. Except for like being silly and like we're drinking and then you're not actually singing. We're just like yeah, messing around, <laughs> Bel belting <Yeah>. it out. <laughs> yeah. So, what one day, one day I'll eventually yeah. get out there somehow. Yes. But like with COVID too, I think it's, well, I guess there's the internet, right? I guess that's how everyone's doing stuff now, but yeah. yeah. We shall see. We shall see. We shall well, see. Best of luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you too, no, like, I hope, you, I hope you feel better soon, man. Like, I hope everything goes well with, mm -hmm. the, with the COVID thing, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm feeling good. I think it's just another yeah. five or six days. Actually yeah. six days. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be able to go out and get some sunlight too again because <laughs> i have a big window but man like yeah climb out it then you don't have to go through the house <laughs> <laughs> just climb out the window like you know soak up the sun climb oh, back sure. in <laughs> yeah. and, and what are you doing now um quincy oh um i'm working uh from home doing like a customer service job so okay that's bad uh and they gave me like they wanted night coverage anyway, so I'm working the same um, hours I would work waitressing. So whenever we do finally go back to in-person auditions, my days are still free. But mm. yeah, for now, I'm working nights for like literally no reason. But I like nice. I, I get to nice. enjoy the sunshine during the day and like go for long walks That's with nice. the dog. You know, uh, I forgot to say that there was one thing that I did learn when I was a waiter mm. that came in handy when I shot once, uh, when I shot something at a, um, on a TV show and I was, <laughs> I was also a waiter. <laughs> so I was able to hold like more than three plates in one hand. I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like I, I was actually thankful for having that server job. Cause when I, when I needed to shoot something, I was able to, to do it yeah. <laughs> in a very realistic way. Yeah. Yeah. Like people who don't smoke trying to like, yeah. smoke for camera it's like ah you don't know what you're doing <laughs> yeah well that would be me because i don't smoke <laughs> one time it's funny one time i had to when oh when i was going to shoot that thing for mary kills people they mm -hmm. asked me if i could drive stick like stick shift like oh stick yeah gear. and i said yeah <laughs> then, oh no and i didn't know how to right because i mean i know oh, how to ride no. a motorcycle so i know how to shift gears yeah, but, but it's never... very different in a car yeah in a car is very different and i always had yeah. an automatic car growing up mm -hmm. so i actually went to a best buy and i bought this like this 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 uh steering wheel and this like stick shift for a video game and i that, spent that the won't whole, do it i no but it was actually it, it was kind of like a sim like a <laughs> like a driving simulator thing so it actually yeah worked i learned to the point that i was 
confident. And then when I got to the to the uh, to, to, to to when I got to set and stuff, uh, it was actually location. They mm-hmm. had the car, but, but it was an automatic car. So I was oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. you had to like, were you like fake shifting then? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Well, no, 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 no I wasn't. But they said that oh. they just couldn't get a stick shift car. So oh, they got, got a, you. automatic. You got lucky. Yeah, you wouldn't. You definitely would have stalled it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you you would have. So? <laughs> I drive. I drive stick. I've like, and twice I've tried to teach someone who can ride motorcycles how to drive stick. And they're like, Oh, yeah, I ride a motorcycle. Like, I'll get it. No problem. And then I sit there and like clench Oh, the God. seats while they stall my car five times and <laughs> so I hear stressful. the awful noises and all. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I need to. I need to learn how to do that someday. Marketable skills. One day. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank yeah. you so much for doing this. This was great. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Is there anything you want to say in closing? Uh, well, I wish you the best of luck with the podcast and, uh, yeah, all the best to both of you. And, um, yeah, uh, thanks a lot for giving me a chance to talk about my experience as a, as an actor, a foreign actor. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Where where can people find you like online? Um, well, um, they can find me on Instagram. Let me actually it out i think it's carlos <laughs> underscore you don't know your own hat <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm an old person there's the 40 year old now we there's see 38 sorry Man, i won't i, won't I didn't age even you. know what a boomer was up to like eight months ago <laughs> oh but oh i thought a, you meant like boomer. the toy okay no, i will like, too because like i thought you meant a real boomerang no like a boomerang on instagram <laughs> like a yeah. video yeah no, so, so my my instagram account is carlos underscore felipe underscore martinez and if you want to check out my web series is lufa underscore web underscore series on instagram too okay we're gonna have to talk to you again because i yeah. wanted to talk about that today and we got into so much other interesting shit oh, it's but it's fantastic it. go watch it and then when we talk oh. about it in the yeah, future thank you very You'll much know what we're talking yeah. about yeah <laughs> have you seen it angela though no I, i'm going no? to okay as soon as we oh get my off, god Okay. Yeah, I'm watch yeah. It. Well, uh, I props, love it. Props to to Quincy because she kept uh, she kept a straight face. Oh, it was hard. So it was really hard. <laughs> and whoever sees this, uh, you'll see. Okay. You'll see. Okay. It was very fun. It was a really cool experience. Oh yeah, because you're in oh, it, right? God. No. Yeah. 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 Quincy, you're in it. it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. So is yeah. Danny, who was our guest. It'll be airing a week before this one so danny yeah. danny romero yeah oh nice yeah, i had her yeah, on yeah. as well so she was she played my girlfriend my oh wife my or girlfriend back then yeah, yeah. danny yeah <laughs> oh my awesome. god just be careful what you wish for because <laughs> uh the show that it, it, it's there, there's some funny parts and uh yeah it's great i hope you get to continue that because um thank you appreciate it it's a really cool project and i think like it presents an important message in like a really entertaining way and also a way that like, you know, touches the emotions. So nice. uh, I want to say thank you because I can still see you with a straight face after shooting those scenes, but yeah, it was good. Yeah. I hope you're not disappointed, but you might be, <laughs> you won't be. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. I like almost like 
the beginning, I got like, I, I went from like almost crying to like laughing hysterically to like, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, thank you very it's much. It's all the emotions. It's so good. I don't um, want to say anything else and ruin it. Awesome. But yeah. You're okay, I'm excited to check it out. It. That's amazing. Thank <laughs> Thanks thank you so thank much. Thank you for being here. Uh, and no, everyone, thank welcome. you for listening to another episode of Why Not Here.